Saturday, it's 2.30, uh, you're listening to 104.4 Resonance FM, and this is Freaky Trigger and the Lollards of Pop. Dropping science so you can pick it up, but today we've tied a string to that science, and if it goes down, it comes back up, it's a yo-yo, because today we're talking about toys. <laughs> and as you, as you can tell by the uh, malicious tones in the background, I'm joined by three lovely ladies. Hello. Yeah, uh, well, that's, yeah, okay, well, I'll take you through one by one. We start seeing from my right, which means nothing to you at all, uh, Pippa Ashton. Hi. Cat uh, Stevens. All right. And Anna Spencer. Hello, Pete. Um, so, yes, today we are talking about toys. Um, so, I'm going to start with a simple question. What was your favourite toy as a child? And I'll start with you, Pippa. My favourite toy, um, probably Barbie, um, because of the being able to dress her differently pretty looks um but my the the one that my family remember me most for is probably my little pony because i was a member of the fan club and everything so was i (laughs) cat you you you, you've already indicated to me that you were a big my little pony fan i know and uh because i'm going to talk about my little pony later then i'll I'll tell you about my second favorite toy which was probably well when it was when i was very younger it was that that pole which you used to put different sized rings on and I used to like putting the really smallest ring at the bottom and the biggest ring on the top so this is the multi-coloured thing so yeah, it's a big stick and I was so subversive as a child <laughs> and that's, that's, that's normally that's kind of a toy that's aged one to three when were you playing with this? Well, well, it's about 30, so yeah. I'm only 27 yeah. but when I, no, when I was older though then um, I liked She-Ra's Enemy who uh, we just found out in the pub just now by the means of the interweb, uh, was called Froster. What was what's Froster's shtick? Froster had had a stick. That was her, <laughs> that was her shtick. Um, it was she was um, as the name might imply, uh, she was an ice queen and she lived in Castle Chill. Right. <laughs> and um, she was uh, She-Ra's enemy and she could use her uh, stick which had a wheel on the end and uh, turn people to ice. Oh dear. And she was so much cooler than She-Ra and she was dressed in blue and She-Ra was dressed in gold and I didn't like that. Fair enough. Anna, your uh, favourite toy as a child? My first favourite toy was a rabbit called Barnaby. And uh, he was unbreakable because most most toys, I, I, when I was thinking about this show, I was trying to think about my favourite toys, and most toys came to me broken. Oh dear. But, you, yeah. have, you have a number of elder siblings, you're yes. second youngest of yes. five. I'm fourth out of five. Yeah. So, um, yes, uh, I got toys broken, and if I received toys that weren't broken, um, my siblings would see to it pretty soon that they were. Well, so well. Barnaby you couldn't break because he was a soft bunny. Right. Okay, so um, all these toys, I mean, these these are all kind of I mean, mainly dolls and stuff like that. Um, and I think in the end we've, we've got three girls in the room, um, three ladies in the room. Um, so I'm going to keep saying ladies as if it's some kind of sleazy thing. Sorry, guys. <laughs> three women, three empowered and, and career women in the room. Uh, I, as a boy, um, my favourite toys were generally Lego and construction things like that. Um, did you not like uh, Action Man? Um, I did 
like Action Man. Um, in fact, I'll show you why I liked Action Man, because Action Man came with this wonderful commercial. When I was about, in 1979, so I would have been about six, this was the commercial they advertised Action Man with. Action Man! Now with eagle eyes that actually move. <laughs> On the lookout for action. Up in the mountain. Down in the jungle. He drops from the skies. And rises from the depths. He's all action. Look out for all these fantastic uniforms specially designed for... Action Man. And his eagle eyes. The eagle eyes were a key selling point. Action Man. That's amazing. Action Man and his eagle eyes. Um, I did have an Action Man, and I particularly had an Action Man um, uh, with a parachute. And looking back at my other sort of salad days when I played with him, the key thing was constantly throwing him out the window, <laughs> running, down that, running down the stairs, picking him up, stuffing the parachute back in, throwing him out the window again. <laughs> I'm not sure if there was any real imaginative play kicking in there, apart from, oh, parachute, oh, downstairs, oh, being bitten by the next door's how, dog. Ooh. How did he press the release button? You did that. You had basically a string on the right. back of his pack, and as you threw it in the air, the string would then loosen and it would all pop out. Ah. So it didn't always work. If you packed it too well, it didn't always work, and he plummeted to the ground. <laughs> to his death? Well, not to his How death. How bruised was he? Well, he was plastic. He had a scar on his face. Not... <laughs> he came with that, though, unfortunately. Um, so, yes, no, I mean, Action Man, and which, of course, Action Man is a doll as yeah. well. And Action Man would later on in, in, in his career get it on with Cindy in our house. Um, and who? Oh yes, your sister. Had yeah, a Cindy. my sister had a Cindy. Yeah, I didn't have a Cindy. Um, but I mean, we were talking a bit about um, but, the gendering of toys yes, later. And but what about Cindy had a boyfriend, Paul? Yeah, Paul. So where was have Paul in this that. action with Action Man? Um, my on? my sister didn't have a Paul. Oh. Um, I, I think actually, I think it's true in most cases. I think people may own many Barbies, but very rarely own a Ken. And did you have Kens? Did you I have Barbie? Ha- I had a Paul. Yeah. And. A Barbie. Now, Barbie's quite a lot taller than Cindy. Right. So they were taller, and when they danced, they were the wrong height. And Paul's head was much too big as well. He's like at least as wide as her shoulders. I mean, Cindy had quite a big head, didn't she? Yeah. Um, was I he, would was complain Paul a to my mum. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I bet he got teased in the playground about having a big head. <laughs> Almost. <laughs> yeah. I don't think Barbie helped in that situation because Barbie just was constantly on tiptoes. She could have just yeah. stood flat-footed, and then Paul wouldn't have felt so. Sensitive. I worry. I worry about Barbie's feet. I, I think we'll come on to Barbie in a second, but I'm, I'm going to play first of our first track, which is a Voodoo Doll by um, Fergie. This is your song, Cat. Yes, uh, with a tenuous link because it says doll in the title. Oh, well, that'll do me, I think. But I'm using the wrong fade. There we go.
so that's um, Fergie and Voodoo Doll. Cat, that was your song. Um, you picked that because it had the word doll in the title. Yes, and it's really good. Yes, no, it is really good. And also, um, because it's partially about one of the things I wanted to talk about, which was, um, it's a, it's, it's... The next track's about to start, people. Yeah, it's really faded out. Yeah, it's a, yeah. Okay, so I just, no, I like, <laughs> I like to be slow on that stuff. Um, the, the idea that, um, people mutilate dolls. Yeah, the whole voodoo business. I mean... Obviously, that's a, a separate issue to small child's ripping the heads off their Barbies and putting them on spikes. But, but did, you, did you do that? Sort of. Um, I had um, two Barbies and a Cindy, both inherited from my older sister. And uh, I ended up sacrificing them to my My Little Ponies right. to appease their wrath. <laughs> <laughs> and the, 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 bar- the Barbies and the Cindy like lived together in this kind of uh, Father Ted-style ho- ho- holiday caravan thing. Lovely. <laughs> it was because it, it was big enough to store all their crap that uh, yeah. my sister had yeah. accumulated. And uh, in the end, I just like realised that their heads just popped off really easily, yeah. and they had this little round thing uh, on the top in uh, the space of a head and it that was very satisfying it looked the, really the funny off. and you can pop them back on again mm. as well if you, you just wiggle <laughs> it around a little as bit and go why would you want to pop the heads back on once you <laughs> so you could pop them off again cat these sacrifices had they actually done anything themselves the barbies and the cindy's or were they gen- generic human sacrifices to the my little pony yeah universe? i think so i i didn't really like um the human representation in like dull form or anything i didn't trust them they kind of all looked a bit weird and like you say her feet didn't weren't flat what was all that about oh. i mean you you you, had, you had, had a number crippled tendons or something you had a number of barbers as well Pippa, and, and again you, yeah. you you suggested you may have um mutilated. yeah I, I did are they 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 had a sad well it depends how you look at it whether they had a sad fate or not i cut all their hair off did they have a lot of hair? They did have a lot of hair, but not once I'd finished with it. This was towards the end of doll playing time mm. when you get to about, I don't know, about nine and you start thinking, my friends aren't playing with dolls. I'm not going to play with dolls. Well, you'd be, pleased, you'd be pleased to hear that it is a, um, it is a, a genuinely um, experienced thing and something that actually has been documented in academic study that actually girls of nine, ten, twelve, even up to twelve, do as a rite of passage mutilate their Barbies. Yeah, it's just like... It's like I say. Like I say, it's really satisfying. Mm. Just going, whoop, whoop, especially when their limbs come off as well. And um, <laughs> it makes me think of um, uh, in Toy Story, where the next door neighbour Sid, he has all these gruesome. Mm. Uh, uh, cannibalized toys where like you get an arm off a barbie and a sort of uh, little scuttly body yeah all of there and uh i thought like, i used to do that oh my god i'm the scary next well, door neighbor I mean, kid so it's one of the things I, I don't like about the film toy story is that um sid the, the child next door is demonized for torturing these kids now admittedly you know the toys come to life at night so perhaps the fact they've been tortured and mutilated is not something good for them but this doesn't really happen well, in real d- life you yeah, know, there were still there's still people. And he was and he was doing well, proper toys. imaginative play there, right? Real... I thought it was very creative what yeah. he did with the, Absolutely. With the toys. Yeah, and it wasn't they weren't any like worse toys for the experience. They were still friendly. They yeah. were just a bit scary and and like didn't the the cowboy learn to not judge people by appearances? Apart from Sid. Yeah. <laughs> and later on in Toy Story Two, Stinky Pete. Oh, yeah. I'm not a big fan of. That's why I'm not a big fan of. Uh, <laughs> to say, so. And you, you had only had, you only had one Barbie, I think. Well, yes, I had one Barbie, but um, I, I was encouraged to cut her hair off because she was a, a freak. Grow your own hair, Barbie. I believe she's called Totally Hair Barbie, and this is the um, American advert for said Barbie. You've got the longest hair ever. Totally hot, totally cool, totally hair Barbie. 
Hair down to her toes. Oh, she should get that looked at. <laughs> yeah, and you could cut it, and it would come out. And you yeah, she pressed a little button, and it grew out of. It was all stored in her back, yeah. and then it would grow out of her hair. Oh, and it's anatomically correct because everyone, everyone knows that women, and, and men, but women in particular, are made of hair. Yeah. If you cut, up, cut, cut open a young child, they've got all the hair they'll ever grow inside their body. Well, it's, unfortunately, this is the the point, though, is that. Um, the hair does run out at a certain point, and really, that's the life force of that Barbie gone. Yeah, with a crew cut. You can't live without it. She's an empty shell. I mean, I mean the, the the question there is, of course, that once you once you've been given this this Barbie, which you can style the hair up and cut the hair off, suddenly you think that's all I can do with that Barbie. You know, you think I can't do the other things. You know, the other the other Barbie being an air hostess or Barbie being a lawyer stuff that you might be doing. Um, you think oh, her her existence is completely predicated around her hair. Or drawing on her and crayon. Yeah, I guess you could do that, but I'm not sure if that's the right way to go. I mean, whereas I've, the thing the thing I, I want to get out here, I guess, is that when Barbie was first invented and when Cindy was first invented, indeed, a lot of these so-called fashion dolls, what you did was you bought a doll and then you bought or you made, particularly made, some clo- more clothes for them. You know, the, the play was in dressing them up in different outfits. Um, whereas later, I think coming into the 80s, the... Um, it changed to every time a, a new outfit came out, you bought a new Barbies. That's why you had a number of Barbies rather than just the one. I think that was that part of that was so that you have like the ones with the different hairstyles that fit yeah. that particular. Oh, they, they'd hold something or do something exciting like change cut. I had one that if you put her up to the lights and then turned all the lights off, then she would glow in the dark. Oh, wow. Wow. radioactive oh, Barbie! Oh, God. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Did did anyone have one that would wrap? No, but... Hit it! Oh. <laughs> Here's rapping, rocking Barbie. You can sing along. Cause with her boom box, you can rap a song. This Barbie's cool from her head to her toes. Cause she's got the most happening clothes. This Barbie's the hottest, that's what I found. Cause her boom box plays a real rap sound. <laughs> that's, that's the you real rap sound too. played by Barbie's boom box. Rap and Rock and Barbie doll and Franz each have a boombox. Energizer brand batteries included. Dolls each sold separately. Yeah, um, um, I'll, I'll put the I'll put the trailer up for that on the Freaky Trigger website. That, that the advert for that's, that. Um, that's so unfair that the actual advert itself is playing a kind of soul to soul song yeah. back to life, and then the actual because <laughs> the actual the actual, actual boombox that's referred to there is about um, is about the size of a sugar cube. And so, therefore, uh, even in back in 1992, the uh, the amplification abilities of such a size was pretty poor. And yeah, yeah um, would it could just go, and you could rap along with Barbie because Barbie. Herself, I don't think Barbie herself actually did any rapping. Um, so she wasn't like a have have the words to I don't know um, I want your sex or something like that. It would have been awesome her. if you'd like pressed a button on her shoulder or something. She would go yo. Yo, 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 yo. <laughs> there was, there was, I mean, and yeah, the actual threads she's wearing are, she's got a kind of, she's got a lot of jewellery, but like that, a lot Blingin', of jewellery. Flinging Barbie. Yeah, it would she's, have been good if she was like a gangster rap Barbie, that would have been better. <laughs> it was 92, it could have been, but I don't think, yeah, I don't, I don't think she was going to be doing a song with Ice-T any time <laughs> then or in WA. Yeah, so. ho Barbie. Yeah, it's, no, <laughs> it's not like, not likely. Um, so, you, you, when, when did you stop playing with Barbies? 
Um, well, when I I generally moved on to the, the My Little Pony pretty quickly because, yeah. like I said, I didn't really like um, uh, the humanoid dolls much. But then I, I moved on from any sort of like uh, Hasbro Mattel style uh, uh, girly toy things when I was I don't know about nine or so, right. eight or nine. I think not not much older than that. I don't think. So Anna, you you weren't a big fan of toys. No, um, I'm rather ill-fitted to this show. I was a very <laughs> serious child. I didn't even like cartoons because they didn't have real people in them. You worried about the the, the livelihood of real actors not getting yes, any Yes, exactly. Roles. Equity, Equity poster child. Yes. <laughs> exactly. Every cartoon character that's a, one actor without a job. Yeah. <laughs> Well, um, I, I liked to play real-life situations, yeah. which often involved me being a schoolmistress. That was one of my favourites. Right. And so I would go to school, I would learn what I had learned at school, and I'd bring it back home, and then I'd make my sister be my pupil. <laughs> but I believed in corporal punishment. In okay. School. Oh, right. Yes. Okay. So, yes. so basically, this, this, was, this was just giving you a framework to talk to your younger sister. Pretty much. Yeah. I think she learned a few things. <laughs> I'm sure she did, never to be a younger child again. I mean, <laughs> damn it, can't do that in this life. Um, I mean, what you're doing there is, would you say in some ways that your younger sister was your toy? Yes. Your plaything? She still is. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a great bit. I mean, did, you, did you have anything, because um, a, a lot of toys which you can get for children, and we'll come on to the uh, wonderful glittering Argos catalogue in a little bit. Um, <gasps> But was 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 the was you know there, there are loads of you can get a, you can get a fake Hoover you can get post office sets all that kind of actually I'm not sure you can get post office sets anymore with the privatisation situation but I mean you can get things to to, to act up those, like adults. those are the toys that I like yeah like I, pretend shops yeah, yeah I think they, the tills these days they do actually have pictures of the, like the banana and uh, bread instead of having just numbers that you that, type in and the till pop, you know the numbers you're talking pop about in real up. actual adult tills in shops there. They, they have those as well. No, but the kids' but tills do. reflect those yes, now. Yeah. They have scanny things that go beep. Yeah. Yeah. No, my, my friend's daughter, now, when we well, when she was younger, we used to go to the, the supermarket and she would just make a beep noise. <laughs> just sitting there, just beep. <laughs> I think, I think that there might be an idea that if you get the noise just right, you might pay a different price. You can, you can fool the scanner <laughs> and go beep and it's 152. I mean, this, this, this goes on to the... the, the other key question, which is, of course, with toys. What was the toy that you most coveted that you didn't have, Cat? Oh, oh, I don't know. Um, possibly Mr. Frosty, because I was never allowed slush puppies or mm. anything like that. So I thought, oh, if I could just get one of those, then like Mum would never know. <laughs> um, I, I, I had a friend um, who brought their Mr. Frosty around and gave it to us after it finished because it ran out of all the uh, flavours. So you just made ice. Um, well, you could you could put like lemon squash on it and it would work. But um, my mum decided to because it was a second-hand toy and came from someone else. She decided those the people who previously owned it must clearly have been unclean. So she set about a very very rigorous washing, particularly of the the, the flavours came in the penguins. And uh, she did overnight decide to fill one of the penguins with fairy liquid to make sure that it would be clean. And of course, uh, I just thought it was some kind of lovely lime flavour. So uh, oh, that was a tasty, Mr. Frosty. You, you I'm not, I've been kind of anti slush poppy since. You wouldn't have that problem with Scalextric. That was the other thing I coveted a lot. Uh, I like watching the Grand Prix when I was um, uh, when I was younger, and oh, I never had any sort of like car thing. I think I had a Thomas the Tank Engine. That was the only mode of transport-based toy that I had. Because you're one of two sisters, aren't you? Oh, yes. So you um, didn't even inherit any cars or anything from elder no, sister. No, she, she was she was a lot older than me. Yeah. So uh, she just had the the Barbie and um, some board games, and that was it, really. Well, this, this is probably the type of thing that turned you on to Scalextra. This is a Scalextra's advert from 
the late eighties, I think, which is I think very, very again, it's more rocking than rapping rocking Barbie. It's got <laughs> a few wild sounds in it. It's a bit white snake, isn't it? I mean, what it's, what it's basically doing is trying to sell you all the other stuff. Yeah. It's, and it is a money pit, so it's just like train pit, train, train sets are a money pit. I love the kid at the end yeah. who goes, yes! Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. Skeletors are an absolute money pit. I never had one. Um, but once I went around a friend who had one, after about an hour I realised that they weren't that exciting because the cars always come off. Yeah, I, I was really disappointed because my uncle is a big petrol head and he His had... It's made of petrol. Actual petrol. Um... <laughs> He um he had a Scalectrix, like must have been from when they first invented them or something. My before uncle. cars. Yeah, sorry. before cars. Um it's horse and cart going round on a track. Um but yeah, they all came off. I was used to beg him to set it up and we set it up and they all came off and I was just disappointed and takes five hours jaded. and everything comes off. Anna, what was your, your, your the toy you wanted the most or again did you well, not covet toys at all? Because well I did covet this toy because it was in my grandparents house and oh, I wasn't right. allowed to touch it and it does count as a toy. It was an executive toy. Do you remember those? Oh yes, it yeah. Was like a Newton's, cr- you, Newton's Cradle was it? It was, you, yeah, is that what it's called? Uh, well, where you knock one ball and it knocks it at the other end? Yeah, yeah. I was not allowed to touch it and I wanted one of those so much. And how could you break that? Well, I didn't pray. No, no, but, I but how could you? We must say, why were you going to touch it? It's like they were worried that they, you'd set up some kind of momentum that would go on forever. <laughs> and, or it's very annoying when they clacks the balls. But that's the kind of toy I liked. Mm. It's quite stuff, serious. Stuff from the innovations catalogue. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm. Or, or Newtonian stuff. Yeah. Or that, or yeah. that, that ball with the lightning in it. Um, that you touch. Yeah. Those cost about £129.99. Really? <laughs> about. <laughs> I had... I had student packing. <laughs> again, I had a friend, a friend from one of those, and again, it's great to look at, but there's not much you play you can do. You have a with one of those balls that you touch, yeah. and the, the light goes to your fingers. Yes. Wow. Yes. And again, there's not much you can do. You go... And you pretend, oh, I'm being electrocuted, but that's about it. It's not not very interesting, you know. Pippa, what was the toy you coveted most? Um, the one that I wanted the absolute most was the electronic Lego sets, the ones that moved and did stuff. And like, whilst I was quite good at electronics um, as a youth, I was incredibly sad. I was uh, about nine. I started soldering my own circuits. Awesome. That's how sad I was. Um, this is a toy, uh, toy, toy, toys turning into proper useful skills in later life, and now you are a, a leading computer and electrical <laughs> engineer. It's, it's one off. I yeah, I can't stop soldering LEDs it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's rubbish though because like when in in the 80s when I was doing this kind of thing pretty much you know you'd go to not Halfords you know those kind of electrical stores Maplins, that only, yeah. yeah Maplins that that old men go to and you would go to one and you would buy some stuff to make and you would always inevitably make a um a plant Water, water, feeder, me- yeah. water me- measure yeah. to check when your plant has not got enough water and I had limited use for one of those. <laughs> well, I, um, I'm going to I'm going to pass out the uh, Argos catalog because when I when I was a child, and actually even now when I get an Argos catalog, the first page I go to is the toys. I don't know why I'm not going to buy any. But um, and while while we play that, I'm going to play um, I Love You, Cece by Daphne and Celeste, which is your song, Pippa. No, that's not it. That's that's the previous song, isn't it? Uh, oh, I'm not really good at this. Where's the where's the thing going? Uh, that's never been mentioned. Oh, no, it's, it's track three. Oh. 
But anyway, I'm passing out this now, and there you go. And this is I love your seashells. Daphne and Celeste, um, I love your sushi. Because I finally got around to it um, from their uh, 
top ten of all time records ever made uh, album. Um, we didn't say that because <laughs> it isn't really that good as, uh, an album. Um, that was that was your track, and it was there because it's not about toys, but it is about Japan, and that's what you want to talk about. Yes, about I. Um, Whilst I, I don't have any at the moment, I, my interest is in Japanese dolls. The, uh, what happened was in 1970-something, uh, a, a group of toy makers called Kenner produced this doll called Blythe. It had a giant head. You could pull the string and its eyes move from side ah. to side and they change colour. So eagle eyes again. Back to back to the <laughs> back to eagle eyes. eyes. Their, their eyes would move sideways straight on and then the other way and they would go independently of each other no 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 <laughs> together. That's busy, that would be, that would be cross-eyed Blythe would be quite good um, I think you could probably because you can undo their heads so mm-hmm. you can probably muck about with the mechanism there's a lot of people who um, change them now and put different eye chips in different colours but I think originally it was blue brown Red, right? Red, <laughs> demon <Yeah>. eyes, <laughs> and and another colour that well, I these, violent. These dolls violent were for maybe. children. They were aimed at children. Children didn't like them. They're yeah, petrified because they've got bright red eyes and they've got most, <laughs> massive heads. But <laughs> they pretty much preferred Barbie, and it died out after about a year. Um, they came with wigs as well. You could customise them, and then. Um, a lady called Gina, who's a photographer in New York, found one in her parents' um, loft, and she sat about taking loads of photographs of it, and then suddenly Blythe became a, a phenomenon. A massive and, thing. Yeah, for and, adults. Yes, for adults. This is um, this part of toys in Japan that, um, that adults buy, and it's you get the big-headed dolls, which are Blythe, mm-hmm. massive head, tiny little body, Pulip, Again, massive head, tiny little body, but pull-up, yes. Yeah, pull-up. <laughs> Not nice. Um, and um, they also have a much bigger doll. Like, these dolls are roughly Barbie-sized. You right. can you can buy little things for them to play with. You can spend a fortune. You can spend, like, £60 on an outfit for your And clearly, your clearly people do, because... Yeah, like the, but the the dolls cost sixty pounds to one hundred and twenty pounds each, mm. but there's another doll that's even more popular in Japan called Dolphy, which is massive. It's about twice the size of it's Barbie. A, it's, a, it's a small, amusing young Adolf Hitler, I'm guessing. <laughs> no, it's part dolphin. Oh, I see. Okay, it's all <laughs> oh, of those things. Oh, that would be fantastic. That would probably be better than what it is, which is um, a ball joint doll. You can change all its limbs and make it move everywhere. You can change their bodies. You can redo their paint, their faces. But what's scary about them is that they tend to be like little daughters for the people who own them. Right. And they dress them up in... Ca- the, the actual dolls themselves cost 200 £500. Pounds. So Anna, it would Anna, be crazy think, to buy one. <laughs> do you think this toy thing has gone too far? <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's, let, that's a serious question. I mean, do we, do, do we think that, you know, adult toys like this, or toys, toys being collected by adults, is this a bad thing? It depends what adult toys you're talking about. Right. Um, <laughs> well, we're talking in particular about dolls, and I, I suppose from a, from a male point of view, you know, there's a massive amount of sort of action figures that, that men can buy, and well, anyone can buy, obviously, but tend to be collected by men. But they're not. They're, that's the thing. They're not played with. They're collected. Yeah, they're collected. Whereas I think uh, these crazy Japanese uh, people dolls. actually do treat them 
to treat these dolls like a child. They will mm. actually take them out of the box and give them, make them wear clothes. Yeah, they and will. Things, put so. the, they have like little carry cases to carry them, and then they have conventions, so they sit there and play with their hair. Big but, group. but like Star Wars figurines, they stay in the box, don't they? But they're gen- generally because of course they'll lose their value. Yeah, yeah, that's that's not a toy. That's just an antique, but which isn't old yet. Yeah, <laughs> true, true. I mean, but there are people with, with loads of these things. I mean, do you do you, any any of the, anything like this, Anna? Anything at all? Would you collect? Would I collect? Yeah, like or a have toy? you a toy? Yeah. Bearing in mind that you hated toys as a child. Yes, I don't think I'm going to go into them. No. <laughs> And, and cats, I mean, do you still have any of your massive collection of My Little Ponies? Well, I put them in the attic for safekeeping. Right. When I decided that... Stabled I, them. Send them out to the stable upstairs. Yes, the, the giant stable in the sky, otherwise known as the attic. And I did actually have a mind to keeping them in case they did become rare and valuable mm. because I was quite a conscientious child and aware of the, like, the terrible recession going on would come <laughs> in the early 90s. Time. And uh, I thought, well, you know, they might be worth something. And, of course, uh, my dad would say, oh, yes, they might be worth something. That's going to justify me buying these for you. Mm. How much were they when when you bought them? How much were they? About, like, $4.99. Okay. They were exactly (laughs) $4.99. Because you had one, at least, didn't you? I had one. Yes. Yeah, I mean, it was, it was enough that you couldn't buy one. them yourself on 10p a week pocket money. You could buy the brush yeah. with and for you yourself. And you could get, like, the baby ones were a little bit cheaper, I think. So if we went out to... My little yeah, the, the I would ask ones. for the baby ones, usually. Yeah. They, uh, they, were, they were kind of better, the, the little ones. Uh, um, my mum put them in the attic, and uh, every so often, every couple of years, I would say, they are still in the attic, aren't they? Oh, yes, 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 yes. And uh, when it came that... Uh, so when I moved out after you know coming back from university and then moved back moved out again then uh my mum said well do you want me to get rid of all your stuff then you know all the stuff that you haven't taken with you and i said oh yeah well i'll have a i'll have a look through make sure there's nothing that i you know don't want i said oh okay great i said well what happened to all those my little ponies that are in the attic i said oh well i gave them to karina's sister she didn't seem to like them that much but i thought they should go to you know at least a home rather not necessarily a good one yeah to be played with because that's the thing with toys toys need to be played with are you saying karina did not come from a good home no karina's sister just didn't like them she didn't appreciate them she didn't understand i mean I, I, one of the things for me is that i don't I've, i vaguely remember how i played as a child and I, I was quite good at sort of solo independent play did a lot of lego so a lot of building stuff a lot of making stuff um a lot of throwing action man out the window i don't remember how you play with toys i don't remember how you play with them i mean the, the, what did you do with my little pony well <laughs> <laughs> briefly okay um plaiting their hair that right. was a, that was a big plus because they had a big long tail that you could practice doing plaits on. Okay. So when it uh, you had the practice for when you came back to the playground and you practiced on your mates, you knew how to do a plait. Okay. So that's particularly if their hair was acrylic and bright green. Yeah, reasonably useful life skill there. And <laughs> actually, then, thinking about it, a lot of my friends do have acrylic and bright green hair. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah <laughs> and uh, the other thing was we'd um, uh, map adventures from other. The stories mm-hmm. onto our uh, My Little Ponies. This is myself and my my best friend, uh, and like say the, uh, the chalet school, yeah. the chalet school books. We would take plots from the chalet school and apply them to uh, the My Little Ponies. Right. And just like and and then every so often they would get saved from peril. I was like, oh no, there's a big hurricane. 
that's the sound of a hurricane. Oh yeah. dear, uh, everything's like just I just I just sat on this delicate I, setup. I didn't read all the chalet school books, but I'm sure the hurricane one is the is one of the most loved ones. Um, no, I, I think that was uh, possibly from Thundercats or something. Okay, yeah. I mean, and, and what's coming up here is of course you know My Little Pony was a corporate juggernaut. It had a cartoon. It was. Like that. Yeah. Thundercats, obviously, was they, 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 these it things was, were designed with toys, selling toys Has- in mind. Hasbro going out on a massive mission to enslave the entire young girl populace. Yeah, and which it, it, it seemed to succeed in. I mean, Pretty much, yeah. Do you do you feel now, looking back on it, do you feel used? Um, not really, because I did enjoy it at the time. I got as much out of it as Hasbro did, quite <laughs> <Okay>. possibly. <laughs> and uh, I can, I had a look at. Um, pictures of My Little Ponies on Flickr before coming out and mm. I could still remember their names without actually looking at the little really? description underneath them. I was like, oh yes, that's Buttercup. That's Lemon Drop. Oh, check. that's the one where if you rub its arse then it changes colour and it becomes a, like, a magic cat <laughs> and uh, you you rubbed its bum and yeah. a rabbit appeared. Was that the boy? Yeah. That was a boy yeah. one, wasn't it? No, that, no, that, Magic Cat was a girl. Is that a life, hair, is that a life skill? If you rub horses behind... This is terrible. Where are we, where are we at? <laughs> Rubbing horses behind and out of a magic hat... A rabbit appeared. A and rabbit on, the other, appears. On, on the other side it was a bird. Because it has one, one picture on each side of its bum. R- so it's a toed horse if you rubbed its... Yeah. Uh, Anna, Anna are, you, are you suspicious of this? Because uh, well, I, I was. Yes, and I, I think that people thought they were exercising choice when they were deciding whether to go with the My Little Pony or the Care Bears. Mm. But in mm. fact, it's no choice at all, is it? Well, they were both Hasbro, and they were both part of the same universe. There was the My Little Pony Care Bear TV programme where they were both interacted with each, with each other. Yeah, the, it was, I think it was called the Hasbro Money Grabbing Hour. I think, I think <laughs> it was. And uh, you'd get, like, a champ bear. I have champ yeah. bear with, it, like, a trophy on his and uh, uh, he, every so often he was like ten times bigger than the biggest pony but uh, every so often he'd long climb and say oh yes do you want a, a, a free lift to the, the land of upstairs or something like that uh, so he was part of their universe and like, I think Hasbro did try and capitalise on that yeah. oh if you like my little pony so you'll you love Care Bears your, your, your sister left left home uh, when she was university, <laughs> leaving you alone with these toy care bears and, and toys, and so you did an awful lot of independent play. Now, what, what I did, yes. What, um, what concerns me is that these kind of toys um, block a lot of this independent play because you've got to use them often in the way that they're prescribed. Uh, that's an interesting point. Um, there was obviously a TV series associated with My Little Pony, and all of my friends unanimously thought it was rubbish. We all thought it was terrible because they were like, no, no, that. That, that pony, it doesn't, isn't like that. That's not their personality. Yeah, all the cover. And uh, what we much preferred was the comics, the yeah. My Little Pony comics, because right. they uh, seemed by chance or whatever to align to our ideas of pers- these ponies' personalities and what sort of adventures they'd have. Right. And then uh, the, the comics would be much more down-to-earth and less peril-filled. But it's still, it's still, it's still around this idea of there being these ponies. Um, yeah, but we... You know, the ponies in the, the comics never went to chalet school, did they? We did that. I guess. I guess, no, and I don't, I don't see that. And in the comics, they never had lesbian weddings. No, I guess. That's prob- that's that's almost certainly true. Or rounded up the boy ponies who had shy horse feet and then like locked them in, <laughs> in the prison. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna step away from your, your personal hell here. I mean, Anna, at this at this kind of age, you would have been what about twelve at this point? 
Yeah, 12, 13 at this point. What? 11, 12, 9. <laughs> I mean, what, 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 what were, you, what were you playing at this time? I mean, what, what kind of stuff? Were well, you still doing? Around 11 and 12. Yeah, about, around 11 and 12. I mean, would you, would you still be teaching your sister as a schoolmistress or...? I liked that a lot. I, li- I liked to try and teach her instruments. Now, I, I don't know whether instruments count as um, toys... Well, we've got a definition that Kat's, Kat's got for us in a moment, but, yeah, because, let's, let's say they are. Because, you, because um, I would like to teach my little sister to play different instruments. Right. And when she wasn't good at it, then I would hit her with it. Right. <laughs> she wasn't keen on the flute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, can, I can see this. So, Kat, your, your definition that well, you've, you've thought of. Well, it was the, uh, saying the difference between toys and games. Yeah. Like, say, your games of... Uh, Monopoly or Mousetrap or um, whatever. With the games, there always there's a prescribed way of doing things. Mm. Like uh, there was always rules, and usually there was a winner. With, with toys, there was you, you didn't win at the toy because then it was over. Yeah. And you wanted to carry on playing with the toys. So the toys, I would say, it's something that uh, it's a continuous thing, and it shouldn't be that competitive. So like scale extric probably doesn't count no. under that. Well, because it is competitive. I, mean, I think that this is the thing about about toys. I mean, I, I, I tend to agree with that, and I think that you know, toys have this ability for you to act out your imagination. They're they're a, a medium via which to do this. But of course, back in the back in the eighties, and, and certainly now, there are so many toys. Whereas if you go back a generation or so, there weren't as many toys. You just had a hoop and a stick, didn't you? <laughs> well, yeah, hoop and a stick, pig on your arm, or whistle with a balloon on a stick. I mean, it's it's. I mean, do you, do your do your parents tell you about the toys they had when they were younger? I think my mum had a hula hoop. Yeah, that was it. Pretty my much. My mum didn't have, I don't think, very many toys. But the thing that she really loved more than anything in the world was um, her great aunt's mangle right and that's what she really loved she loved squishing water out of the clothes and um my mom's 60 this year yeah. <laughs> but you can probably tell from the but i can say the, I can say the, the key thing about that is, is, is there is still something active and quite wonderful going on you know yeah. it's 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 like a toy and uh, uh, paper dolls as well i think yeah. my, my mom had paper dolls which are when she told me about this uh, and i, I was, but but they would just rip up, they they tear, and like all their arms would come off, like that deodorant advert, you know, where the the, the woman yeah. has terribly sensitive underarms. Yes, and they, like, yeah, oh, yeah. oh no, my arms fallen off. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> oh, I'd better switch to Dove. You know? <laughs> and uh, uh, yeah, I just thought, how on earth did you play with that and not break it? Yeah. So well, that's all we had. Well, breaking, I mean, breaking toys, I think, is is an important part of them. Um, Anna, for some reason, I'm, I'm bringing you in here because uh, you seem to live in a world of broken toys as a child. <laughs> Yes, I'm having therapy for it, though. <laughs> and um, I think that, yes, a, a toy comes to an end, and then yeah. part of its stage is then to be broken. Mm. But um, clearly, um, our parents' generation perhaps pretended that they didn't used to do that kind of thing. Yeah, that toys weren't broken in that way. Well, um, and perhaps they didn't, because, you know, if, if you go back and say that toys, you only had a couple of toys. You know, my, my, my dad had a, you know, a tin car. He's always talking about the tin car. Because, you know, <laughs> I, had, I, had, I had a number of hand-me-down and quite, from, my, from my cousins, you know, a, a large range of Matchbox cars, which I showed generally quite a little interest in, much like I still show very little interest in cars. But, you know, there was all these... So, but when you've got 15 or 20 Matchbox cars, you will swap them with your friends' cars and stuff like that. And then my parents, why, why have you done that? Why have you swapped that? Why have you, that, that's, that was yours. And so there are the, the toys, I think whether it's a capitalist thing or something else, are a big intro into the world of acquisition and oh, ownership. Oh, like Pokemon. Yeah, well, yeah, absolutely, yeah. Mm. But the things about acquisition and ownership, 
that there's a, a lot of kids have this this is my toy and you can't play with it yeah there was quite a lot of that um when my my best friend and i were uh, had combined oh my little ponies we were a veritable army right. we could have de- defeated care bears. defeated care bears barbies action man no problem um because my, my friend was an only child and yeah. uh, she had a quite generous father and she had at least 80 my little ponies <sighs> at least i had about 20 so and even that uh, seems like uh, a lot i know i thought i'd had loads and then i met her I thought, because wow. with the exception of the one that you can pull the rabbit out of the bottom of and the one that you that had long growing hair, you know. Oh, yes, a uh, um, brush and grow pony. Okay. Where you had to you, move their hair? Yeah, you twisted their neck to br- we, r- wind it back in. That's, that seems kind of <laughs> wrong. Very, very wrong. Did you it made a noise as well. Yeah. It made <laughs> a... <laughs> did, did you ever... Did you... I mean, would it, if, 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 say, there was, there was some kind of a murder against you, like, so the Mafia had some kind of thing against you, if you came home with a, uh, a, a My Little Pony head in your twist bed, would that, twist it off, would that, oh, no, would that disturb just, you? We'd just pop it back on again. Yeah, yeah. That'd be fine. I mean, if there was blood, then we might get a little bit worried, but... but it teach, so do you think toys teach you that people's heads can be popped back off? Well, no, but, but going back to the, uh, uh, the coveting other, uh, yeah, the acquisition of possessions, it was absolutely essential that if there was a new set of ponies like a... Um, they, they generally have like six in a set, yeah. uh, like a dream weaving ponies or a, um, a sort of a ponies with jewels in their eyes, yeah. things like that. And there'd be about six of each, and if I got one, then my friend would probably get two, right? Because she had more money for, for her birthday and for her half birthday. Sometimes she'd get one for quarter birthday and three quarter birthday. So it taught you, it taught you about envy. Yeah. <laughs> talk you about. I spent a lot of time around her house. Yeah. And an awful lot of time I mean, around and, her uh, house. I mean, I toys for that. I mean, are toys ways of, of, of making social contact? Do you say, I mean, do you go around people's houses to play with their toys? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It was the same with uh, Amy Speechley's uh, SNES. Yeah. Would I go around there and play Mario Kart? Because she's the only one who had a SNES. Yeah. So did that make her popular? She was, actually. Yeah. Yeah. I think they did. Like, my friend had Mousetrap, and the problem is if you go around to your friend's house and they're like, oh, I'm bored of that toy now, I don't yeah. want to play with it. And you're like, that's the only reason I came round yeah. here. Yeah. yeah, you smell. <laughs> yeah. I still came round. I, um, I learned a lesson about toys uh, when I was growing up because on holiday um, we'd be given a certain amount of pocket money. Yeah. Usually the pocket money rule was double your age in pence. Yeah. If you tidied money. your room. So at the age of seven, I was thinking, is it worth 14p to no. tidy my room? Not nah. really. Not back but, then. But on holiday, you got pocket money for doing nothing, just for turning up. Right. And they, we would go to the same place in France, and they had these machines where you could put money in it, and there'd be a claw that you'd try and um, manoeuvre to catch a toy. Gotcha, yeah. And yeah. that would be the toy that obviously you'd covet. And it's, it's like slightly a little bit bigger than a kinder toy, but about yes. that sort of thing. Well, no, 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 it'd be a, a, a fluffy toy, oh, right, right, a proper yeah. teddy bear. And um, I used to plan which days I'd spend my money on, mm. knowing I would never win this toy. <gasps> because the lesson that that machine taught me is that life's generally geared against you. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Was it just the, um, the usual grabby machine thing where it l- grabs it and then it lets it go halfway up? Yes. Oh, That's I terrible. I hate them. I think, I mean... I passed around the Argos catalogue. I said the first page, which is now a, a staggering, um, 18, 1800 pages it long. It's massive. It, it is heavier than all the rest of my shopping today yeah, combined. It, it, it's massive. But and you know the orange section at the back, which is about 200, 200 pages. 
which is toys. Um, I think that's about the same proportion as it always was. Yeah, it was always big, and it certainly was always, and it was always at the back, easy to find, and there for a reason, so that the kid can look at it, and, and then you would ring it, ring or tick, tick something, yeah, maybe. Put it next to it. No, it would never turn up because you'd probably get maybe you'd probably get maybe one thing at Christmas. Yeah, maybe out, out of that, and you'd get a load of rubbish that you didn't want. Yeah, <laughs> that, that your mum had just found in Woolworths. So if you were buying a toy now, what would you what would you buy from that? Having, having just seen it, oh, I have just seen in that Argos catalogue a Zac Efron. High School Musical 3 Night Lights, where you put a sticker on the light and it projects a picture of an <laughs> image of Zac Efron onto your wall. And you can change it to other stickers as well. So if you f- uh, prefer Gabriella, perhaps, then you can have her yeah. on your wall. Or if you just wanted to say High School Musical 3. <laughs> <laughs> Seems like a bit of a cop-out. Te- teaching to read as, you, as you're going to sleep. That's £22. £22. I'm so shocked. Well, <laughs> I, I, I have friends now who are having children, and so I speak. go and buy... Well, yes. yes. Um, or just dating as we speak, certainly. <laughs> And, and so I go and buy presents every now and then. And um, I um, bought, or I bought together with someone else, a present for our friend's baby, who's very much into Thomas the Tank Engine. Mm. And my surname's Spencer, and I got him Spencer the Engine. Yes. But I didn't read the book. Now, if I remember right, Spencer is quite um, quite a vain engine. Vain and lazy. Mm. <laughs> and in no way like you, Anna. No. No, but um, nevertheless, uh, the young child in, in question or not, she now believes that you like that because yes. it's the same name. Actually, thinks Spencer means vain and, and lazy. lazy. So, what, what, what toy in what toy in the Argus catalogue would you have? Oh, I'd have had one of the functional sort of pretend calculators that uh, maybe for a shop or mm. an accountant's office. I mean, it's, it's, it's one of those things. You know, that I think I think nearly everyone I know who's had a child has got a well, not a fake mobile phone, actually one of their old mobile phones, which the child plays with. Because the children, of course, are children are obsessed with mobile phones and remote controls mm. because it's basically it's a small toy that adults seem to play with, and they get. Also, the thing about remote controls is that young children can actually see into the infrared slightly, so they can see the beam coming out of the remote control. It's much like they can hear higher noises. They can also slightly see. So for them, when they play with remote control, they see a beam coming out. So is it's, that a lie, Pete? No, it's true. Um, Pippa, <laughs> you're, what would you what, what would you have bought? I for me? actually I found something that I I bought recently in there, which is a thing called bindies which are like these little tiny beads and mm. they've got like a sticky surface you put them you can do like pixel things so if you wanted to make a um old school mario yeah which i might find myself wanting to do somehow so um you put the little beads together you spray it with water leave it to dry for an hour you get a pretty little thing oh that's very nice <laughs> that's very I, and and that's what i would i have. mean the reason the reason i was always obsessed by the toy section of the old cat was that I'm, I'm i'm actually afraid of toy shops or I was as a child because the end of my finger was chopped off by a toy shop. Um, <laughs> they, sewed, they sewed it, but they did sew it back on. You can see on there. Um, I mean, I've always thought, found toy shops to be quite sinister. Well, Hamleys is quite oppressive. Yeah, I don't know about sinister. No, but the, the local toy shop where I lived, where I grew up, had a joke shop section, which was brilliant. It had that fart powder. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Whoopee cushions. But no, you were you weren't allowed any of this stuff, of course. No, I wasn't allowed that stuff. Yeah. I can I imagine. Why, with many siblings, then that <laughs> might have been used against you. I think. Yeah. Well, once once that once that section's open, I mean, yeah. I, I, um, from from a very young age, I found toy shops very creepy, and I think they, they are weird because in the end, they are they are emporiums of of acquisition. You go in there, and they that nothing in there is actually particularly functional. That's often the things they look like something that's functional, but doesn't actually do that. So 
the fake Hoover, the fake Dyson. I, think I, I, I remember Dyson. when I was uh, very small being taken to um, uh, a toy museum in London. I can't remember which one it was, whether it was one in Bethnal Green or Pollock, so I don't know. But um, uh, all I was allowed to get for it by, take home from the shop, mm. the museum shop, were these little sort of cups and plates and bottles of wine. I said, so, why, why would I want bottles of wine? I, I use that. Well, I young, them to my, my little ponies. Yeah, obviously. sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I say, oh, my, my little pony is now drunk on a glass of Chardonnay. <laughs> <laughs> Very strange. And that sounds like quite middle class play to me. And, <laughs> and so, uh, my memory of the museum is basically these these. Do, like doll-sized cups and plates and things, mm. and not a lot else. And also being very tired. But the, 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 mm. the, the, I mean, the, the final, the fundamental question though is that is that are toys good for you in that respect, as opposed to the classic, the classic line is which every everyone who's got children will say is that oh, we bought him his toy and he was much more interested in playing with the box. In fact, it's such a cliche that I'm, I'm sure no child has ever played with a box, but. You know, it, it is a cardboard box more exciting than a My Little Pony. Well, try it with the box first, and if that doesn't work, then get the pony. Yeah. yeah. I'd recommend that. You think that, that, that works? I mean, you, you had a book about things to do with a box. No, oh, I did. Uh, yeah, yeah, Floella Benjamin's cardboard box book. <laughs> <laughs> Gosh, she's been dining out on that for years. Yeah. <laughs> well, and one of the things was... you could make was probably a three-course meal, so, yeah. you know. It was, it was quite exciting. I can't remember ever making anything out of it, but I remember looking at it thinking those look very nice and going and playing with my My Little Ponies and Barbies. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, one of, the, one, of the, one, of the, one of the issues I always had with the, that, that kind of thing, with the sort of creative play and making stuff, is that you often, if you had a book that told you how to make stuff, you had to have all the items. So you actually had to be able to go... Had to, you know, had to have pipe cleaners was the classic with, with Blue yeah. Peter. You, yeah, no we, one had a pipe worth cleaning. So. Oh, I did. What? My mum was a teacher. It was great. <laughs> you actually, your mum had a pipe. What, my pipe cleaners. Because she, um, she had them for craft at school. Because I actually, I started smoking a pipe did, a, a, a yeah. couple of years ago. Yeah. It's a strange stage. Yeah, but I, I had to buy pipe cleaners for their actual purpose. Really? To so actually clean the pipe. Yes. Wow. As a, you're the only person I've ever known who's ever done that. So, um, <laughs> but of course, after, that was probably after the fact you'd stop making stuff for your mum from from Blue Pizza, so you didn't need pipe cleaners anymore. Yeah, my mum wasn't into craft, it was no. made, made a lot of mess. Yes, I mean, it, it does strike me that your, your child was very much locked in a room, um, <laughs> torturing your sister, <laughs> who, was a to- who was your toy. Yes, indeed. Yeah, I that, think you should talk, bring her on sometime and talk to her about Yeah, I'll, 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 do, I'll have her on for the torture show that we've got planned, yeah. <laughs> No, so, I mean, so yeah, my, 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 I, any final words on my final, my thesis here, which that I don't think toys are actually good for children. Well, I don't know. I think. They, I, don't think I think they're even worse for adults, but I don't think they're very oh, good for I'm children. I'm with you on that, Pete. Yeah, yeah. Yes, I, th- I think if, it depends. If you, they're good for children at a certain stage of their lives when you're talking to other children isn't always a good idea because you haven't learned how to be nice yet. Mm. So playing with toys and like, uh, as in developing your own sort of like stories and whatever. Uh, sometimes you just need to have a, a, you know, a year or two doing that before you're fit to be released into the public. Yes. <laughs> no, I mean, there's, there's, there's probably something in that. Um, and Pippa, you. I think that, I mean, I loved toys when I was little. I love them now. I like, you know, dolls with pretty hair and stuff like that. I think that they're useful for children to have. I think they need to have things to do stuff with. It doesn't really, you know, work very well for them if you just sit them in a room and say, think of something. Oh, I don't know. You should try it sometime. <laughs> um, well, usually they just 
like Kat said, they just beat one another up if you yeah. put children yeah. in a room and say. And of course, you know, going, going back, going back more generations, we're looking at families which are you know, ten siblings and all that kind of stuff. You know, it wasn't there wasn't time to buy stuff for children. A, they were very expensive, and B, half of them were going to die off. So, and, and, it's like, it's and like was born yet? Yeah. <laughs> children stopped working at that point as well. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Once, once children stop working, so that's that. That's that's where it comes. So anyway, um, thank you very much, um, Pippa, uh, Kat, and Anna. Um, we're going to finish with toys. Um, by Missy Elliott, which is about adult toys, um, which we didn't really talk about because it's 2.30 in the afternoon, and frankly, it wouldn't <laughs> be appropriate. So, yes, this is Missy Elliott, um, and thank you very much. Uh, next up is the Art Monthly Monthly. What you mean I don't need you no more? Because I don't. I got a bag full of toys, and I don't need none of your boys. So you can hit every chick on the block. Cause I'ma be alright once I turn this power on you, dig? You don't get the job done when I need a little loving. So I gotta do it myself. And if I wanna feel something, so I grab me a toy. Look, boo, ain't mugging. But now I want some affection. And you ain't giving me nothing. A toy. Every girl must have a toy. Don't come waking me up, cause I ain't giving you nada, cause I got 